Welcome to My Empower Project with your host, Erin Rowe. We will discuss nutrition, fitness, becoming your own boss, and just becoming better every day. I invite you to join My Empower Project as we embark, embrace, encompass, and enlighten. Meet the Glam Bell. You might know her from her YouTube channel. She's known for her beautiful curls and her beauty tips. She's also a beach body coach, a mother of three, a wife, and she's here today to talk with you and me. Welcome to this episode of My Empower Project. Today I have Brandy Pope here with me. Hi, Brandy. I've been following you on YouTube and Facebook for a couple years now, but it's only been a few months since we started to chat and you posted a video. I think it's fair to say it was a tough one for you to film and to post. Now your video stood out to me because I don't know if you know this about me that I have done fitness competitions and I did the bikini division and a lot of women in that sport, they do have breast augmentation. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Now the sport does not necessarily require it, but I can't deny it brings balance to the stage, to the physique, especially when you're that lean and your body fat diminishes even in that region for natural growth. <laughs> I only mention that because it's why your video caught my attention, but I want to set that aside because there are many reasons that women do make the personal choice to get breast implants. No matter the reason, in all seriousness, there's something that we're here to talk about today that I only heard about within the past year. So in 2018, and it's called BII for short, Breast Implant Illness. And I'd love for you to share your experience. Oh, wow. Where do I even begin? My journey was definitely a long one. It is not one that I would wish upon my worst enemy. It was really, really tough. I, I had implants put in when I was 24, 25 years old. And then I had issues from the beginning, which should have raised lots of red flags, but I ignored them and ended up having them switched out in 2010, I believe it was. And from there on, I'd say about 2011 is when my health really started to take a turn for the worse and just started to diminish. I was very much like you, not to the point where I was in fitness competitions, but I was very, very active. I worked out all of the time. I, you know, was very, very cautious with my nutrition. Like I ate a well-balanced diet. I did all of the right things for my health. But over the years, my health just continued to get worse and worse and worse to a point, you know, I, I go into a lot of detail in my video, which, which you've seen. And it's very, a very emotional video, very tough video for me to, you know, put out there. But I knew I needed to share my truth and really the depth of the struggles that I had gone through because a lot of people, unless you were my close, close friends or family, I didn't let on how bad it truly was. Tried to, you know, put on a happy face and pretend like everything was fine when literally inside I was dying. Went to doctor after doctor after doctor, specialist after specialist. I had so many procedures and surgeries. And I mean, if I listed everything here all day, it's absolutely insane. The things that I was going through, no doctor could give me any answers as to why I was in my twenties, early thirties. And I was so sick, but I lived such a healthy lifestyle. It just did not make any sense. 
but not one of them ever pointed to my breast implants. So I continued to struggle. At one point, they were going to put me in the hospital and give me a feeding tube because I had gastroparesis, so my body wouldn't digest food anymore. I couldn't even, I couldn't even drink water at one point because everything, everything just came back up. It was, it was awful. It was like my body was starving itself because I couldn't feed it. It was just, it was terrible. They were going to put a gastric pacemaker in. Thankfully, I got well enough for a little bit to make it through that hard time. But I knew things weren't getting any better. You know, it was, it was like, if I could get one symptom under control, then something else would happen. It was just like I was, my health was just spiraling out of control. It wasn't until a friend of mine reached out to me one day, a close friend of mine who knew the struggles that I had been going through, reached out to me and she had mentioned that she had heard of a friend that had just had her breast implants out because she was sick from them. And she said, you know, I don't know if this has anything to do with what you're dealing with, but it seemed like y'all, you know, had like similar symptoms and stories and whatnot. She said, I don't know. It might be something to look into. Of course, initially I was like, that's crazy. Why would that make any sense? How could my implants be making me so, so sick? Like how could it having breast implants cause you to have ovarian cysts? That didn't make any sense to me. How could that cause you to have gastroparesis? Didn't make sense to me. I thought, you know, my implants haven't ruptured. That's the only, I guess, danger I thought in my head that could come with implants. So, so far from the truth, you know, now that I know what I know. But yeah, so that kind of planted a seed. And even though I tried to ignore it, it, it was always there. And I had to do my research, you know. So privately, I just, I researched for like six to eight months, I'd say. And it was so much confirmation that. I absolutely was dealing with breast implant illness. There was no ifs, ands, or buts in my head that could have convinced me that it wasn't breast implant illness. I ended up taking that journey to setting up an appointment to have explant, and it was all a struggle because then you're talking about you know more money that you're investing. Nobody spends that kind of money to get implants to have them removed. You know what I mean? Like. You get them because you want to be more confident or, you know, whatever. Everyone has their own reasons. I was a mommy of three and very fit. And I wanted to look like my age, a fit version of my age. I didn't want to look like an 80 year old woman. No offense to 80 year old women, (laughs) but we all have our own reasons as to why, you know, we want them. But I went through that journey of deciding to explant and it was the best decision I have ever made in my life. It radically changed the course of not only my health, but of the quality of my life. I have 100% transformed from not knowing if I was honestly going to survive another month, week, day. I just didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. I'd have a good day every once in a while and I cherish those days, but they were few and far between. I mean, I was at a point where I, I was suicidal and I hate to admit it, but it was like, I felt like I could not endure the pain another day. It was just awful. I felt like my kids didn't have a mom. My husband didn't have his wife. It was just awful. Being that I came out on the other side, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was healed. That was my path to healing. 
I've completely transformed my health. And now to be able to share that story publicly as vulnerable as I had to be and as, as scary as it was, I knew that that was what I was supposed to do to spread the word and to put that same little seed in other people's minds that were struggling with their health and never made the correlation between their implants. And to tell you that I've been able to make a difference is such an understatement. And it's not me, it's God using my struggle to help someone else. It has been mind blowing how many women have reached out to me. And, you know, we've been able to connect and I've been able to walk them through this process. And all of the women who have explanted since I went public with my story and have healed, you know, their bodies. It's just mind-blowing. Now, when you did your research, was it a lot of the same issues, the gastro issues that women were having? There's a list. I wish I had it in front of me. I should have printed it out before we got on the call, but there is a list of like 30 some symptoms that are your typical symptoms that you get with breast implant illness. And then of course, there's other things that can come along that you may not find on the list, but got that bulk of the symptoms. Everything from neurological issues, lots of autoimmune issues, lots of food allergy issues, joint pain, numbness in the hands and feet, shortness of breath, dysphagia where you can't swallow, acid reflux. It messes with your endocrine system. So a lot of women will contract PCOS or have ovarian cysts or hormones get out of whack. Like it affects every system in your body. I think that no doctor ever ever made that correlation for me, it was so frustrating. And, and, you know, I came to the realization that you have to be your own advocate. You have to do your own research. They're just people like us. They don't know everything. So they know their textbook and what they're supposed to tell you if you have this symptom. But outside of that, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to throw something out there that might be controversial or isn't recognized in the medical world yet, you know? So I think it's so important to be aware and to do our own research. So can I ask what type you had, the material that yours were made out of? Did that seem to have a difference when you were talking to other women about this? No, that's the crazy thing. Most women, when they first hear about breast implant illness, they immediately, that's the first question. Well, what kind of implants did you have? They immediately think that it's silicone, but that's not the case. Silicone obviously is made up of, basically it's like a a concoction of toxins is what you're putting in your body. But whether it be saline or silicone, all implant shells are made of silicone. And over time, that shell will deteriorate. So you start to get droplets of the toxins that the silicone is made up of that leak into your body. That's just a given. That's with anybody, any implant. Obviously, if you have silicone implants and they rupture, that can be a whole different ball game. We all know that that can be detrimental. So that's always something to look out for. But what I realized, because I always thought, well, if your implants are intact and they're not ruptured, then how can you get sick from it? And what I realized was it's not so much the silicone, it's your body fighting this foreign object that isn't supposed to be there. And for most women who get implants, eventually they will get sick. It's not if you get sick, it's when. That's what I've realized. It affects women at different stages of their implants, but I do believe it will affect you somehow 
at some point. If your body is not used to having this foreign object in it, or it's foreign object is not supposed to be in your body, your body will immediately start to fight it, which is where you basically have a capsule that forms around the implant to try to protect your body from it. That's what our body automatically does. It forms this capsule around it to try to keep it in place and keep it away from your, your body. But your body will continue to fight it because it's like, it's not going anywhere. It's not gone yet. So I've got to keep fighting. And then when your body is tired of fighting because the implant is not leaving the body, it's just like, all right, I give up. You win, I lose. So now I'm going to start shutting down. And of course, we all know that everything in the body is connected. So when one thing shuts down, it affects something else. And when that thing shuts down, it affects something else and so on and so forth. And so that's how you end up with all of these issues. It, it might start out as, wow, I just feel like just heaviness on my chest all the time. And then it goes into, oh, I've got, you know, shoulder pain. Then your back muscle is overcompensating because you've got this nerve that's being pinched. Everything affects everything. Yeah, and so, if your energy is going toward the rejection or the pain, it's not fully running on digesting and things that it should be doing normally. Exactly, exactly. And some of the most common symptoms are, you know, shortness of breath. Brain fog is one of the biggest, biggest ones. That, that's usually the number one issue with most women that have breast implant illness is that they just can't like, they can't think straight. Their energy is depleted. They can't sleep. It's just awful. It's awful what these women are going through and that these issues are not presented to them when they make the decision to have implants put in. We're told, oh, they're 100% safe as long as it doesn't rupture. If it ruptures, come and get them switched out. <laughs> That's what we're told. And it's just so sad that so many women are suffering and spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on medical bills to never get an answer to their issue. Did you go back to your original doctor? Was it hard to find a doctor who understands the illness and was willing to take it out? Or do all doctors do implants? Explain? I would say probably most plastic surgeons obviously will do implants and augmentations. Most of them will do explants as well. But when they explant, they typically want to just switch your implant. Out. Oh, okay, we'll take these out because they're old and we'll put in a new pair. That's usually how that goes. But to find a doctor that really specializes in explanting is definitely a little more difficult. And there's a group on Facebook, a breast implant illness group. It was such a godsend. They had so much information out there, tons of doctors listed that were experts at explanting because it, it does have to be done a certain way if you want to heal your body and detox completely. I did not go back to my regular plastic surgeon. For one, because I knew that he didn't believe in breast implant illness. I knew that. I did some research and knew that that was not something that he recognized. And I was not about that. If I was going to someone, I wanted a doctor that knew breast implant illness, that believed in it, and that had seen women heal from it after explant. Thank goodness I had a friend who had explanted with a doctor in Florida. So I was able to connect with her immediately and she gave me all the information on her doctor and her doctor ended up being like one of the top, top, top 
doctors for explanting. I actually traveled to Florida and had the procedure done, spent a week down there, you know, by the ocean, just healing and being able to just kind of get all of this behind me. I feel like it was the best case scenario for me. I wouldn't do it any other way. I needed to kind of be away from my family, away from my kids and husband and just kind of be by myself. My mom came with me so that I could focus on my healing. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. I went to Dr. Rankin. He's in Jupiter, Florida. They are so busy with explants now. I know I probably have someone reach out to me. I mean, I have people reach out to me daily, but at least one woman a week will contact me and say, I put, you know, I put down my deposit. I'm going to Dr. Rankin, but he is so slammed with explants now that he really doesn't even do augmentations anymore. He still will, but his main focus is explanting. I think they have to do it very precisely, like take the capsule out and make sure nothing is nothing is left. You don't want anything left in there. And that was my big reason for going to Dr. Rankin. I knew that he was very meticulous about how he did the procedure. And not only that, but he has amazing aesthetic results. So that was kind of important. It definitely wasn't the most important thing to me. My most important thing at that point was living. <laughs> you know, I just needed to be able to have some sort of quality of life. But obviously that is a concern. And that's a big concern for most women who have breast implants. Like, okay, if I get these out, what am I going to look like? Am I going to be deformed? And he has a special technique that he uses when he does breast lift. He'll do explant. Not everyone has to have a lift, but He'll typically do a lift, I'd say, on probably 70% of his patients so that they have the best outcome. And I knew that was something that I was going to need anyway, because I mean, I'd had mine for like 12 years and gravity continues to take effect. So the way that the technique that he uses really does give you an amazing result. And even though you may be smaller, they still look so good. So I'm so happy I went to him. I have not one bad thing to say about my experience. Good, I'm glad you feel better. I realize bodybuilding in general gets a bad rap, but a lot of the girls that I compete with get the PCOS and people say, oh, you don't eat enough, it's your hormone, but it could be the implant. Absolutely, and it's really crazy because when I went to Dr. Rankin, there's a guy by the name of Jeff Rose. He is their explant concierge, basically, and he walks you through everything about explanting. His wife suffered from breast implant illness and to this day still deals with medical issues that came from having her breast implant. So he's like the biggest advocate. And he, he had told me, you are just like most of our patients. Most women that suffer really, really severely with breast implant illness are those that are the most fit. The way he put it was basically those people, bodybuilders, you know, women that are into fitness training and all of that, they're so healthy that their body almost like goes into shock when you have implants in, you know, that your body's not used to having anything bad put in it, <laughs> you know, our body fat's low, we're exercising, eating right, all of, like we treat our bodies like a temple, you know, and then you put these implants in your body completely freaks out. And those are the bulk of the women who are suffering. I mean, of course, there's tons of women from every demographic suffering, but a huge bulk of them are very fit women. It's pretty bizarre. And what about your scarring? 
do you have any big scarring? Thankfully, I don't. I, I mean, I do have scars, but when I initially got my implants when I was 20, 24, 25 years old, at that point, really all I needed was a lift, which if I would have had a little more gears under my belt, I probably would have been able to speak up for myself and say, hold on. I really don't want implants. All I need, I just want them to be where they're supposed to be. That was after having two babies, nursing and all of that. I just wanted them to be where they were supposed to be. <laughs> but when I went in, of course, they said, sure, we can do a lift, but we need to put in an implant if you really want that youthful appearance. I was like, okay. So I went with it. I say all that to say when I had that initial lift, they did the anchor incision on me. So when he did the explant, it was the same exact incision. Okay. Uh, he did a lift again. It was literally, they went into the same. Actually, it looks a million times better than what it did before because they were pretty thick before. And now he revised them. So they're very, very thin. I don't even notice them, to be honest with you. And that might be because I've had, <laughs> I've had those same kind of scars for so long that it just doesn't bother me. Uh, but, you know, it looks like, like a little anchor. So it goes around and it comes down and comes right underneath the breast. Scars fade. They fade over time. To be honest, when he went in and took them out and revised those scars, it looks so much better that it really is not even noticeable to me. And we're right almost at a year. I explained it October 30th of last year. It looks great. It looks great. Now, when did you start feeling better? Immediately, all of your symptoms went away. Well, here's what I tell women. Obviously, our breast implant illness journeys are different and our healing is going to be different. The longer you've had implants, the longer it takes your body to completely detox from it. So don't expect to heal better overnight. But there are symptoms that will dissipate like immediately and it blow your mind. <laughs> it really will. Immediately when the night of I had surgery, I think I had surgery in the afternoon. So it wasn't like early in the morning. That evening when I came back from the surgical center and it was like time to eat dinner. At that point I was struggling with eating because of gastroparesis. You're not supposed to have any fight basically anything that's healthy for you, you're not supposed to eat if you have gastroparesis because your body can't digest it. So fresh fruits, vegetables, salads, anything that you would typically want to eat to fuel your body was off limits. That evening, I was craving a salad. Like I just wanted the biggest salad ever. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And hopefully I just had all the faith in the world that this was my healing. So I was going for it. I ate the biggest salad that I had eaten in years and I had not one ounce of pain. When I tell you the pain that I had with gastroparesis for seven full years, gone immediately. It was just inflammation in my gut from the implants. I had inflammation all over my body, but obviously the gut inflammation was, it was just debilitating. We got cut off there. I'm so grateful Brandy was willing to put herself out there and share her story to help as many women as possible, whether they're experiencing this or are considering getting an augmentation. Jump right into the next episode here. We are going to switch gears and Brandy is going to share how she runs her business along with some social media tactics. If you're coming back tomorrow instead, take a look below. You'll see how you can find Brandy on social media so you can follow her journey 
and also leave a review. Let us know what you thought of today's episode. Thanks for listening. I'm so happy to have you as part of our posse and would love for you to comment with what topics you'd like to hear about next. You can find out more at myempowerproject.com. Tap that subscribe button so you don't miss out on the exciting guests and enlightenment to come. Have a fabulous day.